So, um, just to let you know that um, Daddy uh, was born, Paddy O'Brien, my father, and that's my brother over there, Donica, my brother, and that's his son, Donica O. So there's only the two of us in it. There's only we're a small family, and um, Daddy uh, was born on the 10th of February, 1922. So this year marks the centenary of his birth. He would have been 100 years old this year. So that's why I decided to do something to mark the occasion. Um, as you all know, I have done, um, got his tunes published, his compositions. He left a huge mark with his compositions. But prior to um, compositions and anything like that, he did compose back in the late 40s and that. But his influence as an accordion player, he was the man who established the BC style of accordion playing. You, uh, those of you that are familiar with accordion playing know that there are two different styles, two different schools. There's the BC system or style of playing and there's the C-sharp D playing. And, and as I t said, Daddy was born in 1922 and um, the accordion was really only a new instrument in Irish traditional music at that time. And um, it was mostly melodians Melodians, like the one one row melodians, yeah. and um, they. Um, when I get this in a bit near, not leaning. Uh, the the one row melodians. So kind of the next thing, the two rows started coming in from Europe. You know, they came. They were made in Germany, the Horners, and then the Sopranis were made in Italy, and they started coming in. And uh, sure, as Joe Burke said, you know, Joe, Joe Burke, our great friend Joe, who uh, passed away there uh, last year. Um, Joe said when he said he reckoned that they, they thought that the one row was for jigs and the other was for reels, you know. <laughs> but they weren't quite, you know, people weren't sure what to do or how to play them, and you know, it was all it was all new, and it was it was part of the development and um, continuity of Irish traditional music, which is wonderful because Irish traditional music keeps moving, it keeps. Uh, people, you get you get people like Paddy O'Brien, you get people like Joe Burke, you get people like uh, Seamus Tansy. God be good to him, you know, people who are innovators, who are great um, musicians, and who, um, you know, left America on the tradition. So Dad, he was the first to um, play the BC system. He was trying to suppose experimenting and trying to figure out what would work that he would be playing in concert pitch with the other musicians around him. And as well too, you see, he started, well, Daddy started off his musical life on the fiddle. He played the fiddle, first of all, because the fiddle and the concertina were the two instruments in the O'Brien household. His father, Dinny, played fiddle and concertina, and his uncles played concertina, wasn't it, Jonica? Concertina. And fiddle as well. Yes. Yeah, they all played fiddle and concertina. So Dad, anyway, accidentally started playing the accordion when... Um, a friend of theirs, Paddy Kelly, he was the leader of the Arkham Slopes Kelly Band in County Galway. And um, he was a great fiddle player and a great influence on Daddy. And um, his brother came down to work uh, as a policeman in Port Row. And he used to leave. He brought the first recording that was ever seen around the Newtown area. And he used to leave. You had know, to be travelling on the bike that time, you know, to be on the bicycle. So when you, he was stationed in Port Row, which is the next village up from our village, and there's, it's hills all the way up to Port Row. So Daddy's home, the bridge 
O'Brien's house, it was called the bridge in Newtown, because um, it was beside the Newtown River and the Newtown Bridge. And um, there was an open house for music, and man of the Kelly's, Paddy Kelly's brother used to come down and to sessions and gatherings that were there. So he used to leave the accordion after him, just too hard to be cycling up the hill with an accordion on the back of the bike. Yeah. And my father was only a child, and he started experimenting and messing around with the accordion, like, like a new toy. And that's how he developed into the uh, accordion player. I'd say he'd have stayed playing the fiddle other than that. So, so this is what today is about. And um, I was trying to um, do something, as I said, for the anniversary of his, uh, the, the centenary of his birth this year. And as you know, as I said, I have published his compositions. But I, I was, this was on my mind for a long time to try and get recordings of him because there are about at least four generations of young musicians now that never, they never heard him play. And people, you know, say, oh, Paddy Ryan was a great influence. He was the man who started off, but we don't, they don't, they never heard him. They don't know what he sounded like. So um, between Donica and myself and a lot of other good friends, uh, we gathered up recordings and um, old 78s, a few different old 78s because some of them were very rough and ready and they had scratches on them and you know you play them and you think those rashers and sausages were frying on the frying pan and um, you know and you could barely hear the the music and old tapes uh, made from home recordings that we got from um, uh, the late Jimmy McHugh in Glasgow he had a, a lot of old recordings that he recorded dead back in 1959 in Dublin so um, I was aided greatly in, in the restoration and remastering by Harry Bradshaw, um, who used to be a producer in RTE, but he, he does restoration. And also a, a great friend of mine who really did a power of work, Tom McElvogue. He's a great flute player, originally from Newcastle, and now he lives in Longford. But um, those two men, only for those two gentlemen, this would never happen. So I just have this little slideshow that I put together um, just to let you know, know a little bit about Dad. And as you see, there's this picture up there. That picture was taken for, um, it's not really very good there now, it's very white, but it was taken for the Banks of the Shannon um, uh, EP that he recorded with Seamus Connolly and Charlie Lennon. And um, that was also, I got that also um, remastered and restored this year. I, I got Coltis, because Coltis owned that. So I got them to agree, it's only a six track EP and I got him to agree to restore and remaster just as part of the celebration of the centenary of Dad's birth. So I'm going to just start the slideshow. Is that okay with you? You all okay? You okay, Donica? <laughs> so there's um, a map of the area where we're from in North Tipperary, North, North Tipperary, and you see Neen up there, and you come out along, and you... Let's see if I can get that. No, I can't do it. You see Port Row. Can you see Port Row out there from Nina? Yeah, Gary Kennedy. Yeah, can you see that? You see, it's near Loch Derg, over here on the right-hand the right -hand side. The right-hand side, you see Loch Derg there. So we're just kind of, be, Port Row would be Newtown. You see Newtown, that's where my father was born, Newtown Village. And um, Port Row, is, you see, is the next village. And then Gary Kennedy, where Daddy used to play in later life, down in Dan Larkin's pub. Seamus Bugler was there many a night at us. And uh, Dad, uh, we have great memories of Gary Kennedy, and Dad farmed 
his arm and Kayleigh band down there and we went on to win four All-Ireland titles. Uh, just farmed out of the session, the people who came to the session and some of his students. And um, anyway, so that's the area. And as you can see, we're very near to Clare, just across, just across the, the lake. And uh, so um, Dad had great friends in Clare always and he played in the Tullochaley band at one stage and Joe Cooley and himself and uh, when Joe went to America then Daddy filled his spot and then Daddy went to America, you know, and um, then Daddy was always great friends with the Hazes and with Paddy Kenny and all the great um, East Clare musicians uh, from around the Tully area. Um, also he was great friends with the McMahons and Ennis and, um, you know, he, 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 he travelled a lot and East Galway, East Clare, um, North Tipperary, there's a great um, kind of a link musically with the repertoire, yeah. some stylistic similarities, but you know, we all have our own little nuances yeah. the way we play. But there is a great link between North Tipperary and East Clare and East Galway. So, just to give you an idea of the geography, now that's the geography lesson over. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's um, two right tough men there in the middle row. There's the man holding the, the hurley is Mick O'Brien, Daddy's uncle, my granduncle, and the man beside him there is Dinny O'Brien. Um, as you can see, two hardy boys, <laughs> 1909, you know, so it's a long time ago. And there's Dinny, uh, Dinny O'Brien, uh, posing at, uh, in front of his garden at the bridge, the house. So, oh, it is, my, 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 my first cousin lives in that house now. Mm. So, um, I have a little clip of Dinny. Now this, when I was doing the research for the, um, the, the album, Donica got three little sets from um, the Maloney's in Portrow. Now the Maloney, Sean and Michael Maloney, their father was the great Paddy Joe Maloney. He was a great flute player and he recorded with Sean Ryan. And they, they, they found three recordings that were recorded in their house. So this is one of them. Now this is, uh, these, there's three of those recordings on the album. So I'll just play it so you can hear the way it's cleaned up and it sounds, it should sound good anyway, hopefully. So I'll give you a little listen to Dinny.
So just so that you know, Dinny was 70 years of age when that was recorded. And it was recorded in 1957. So it cleaned up fairly well. Yeah, he's a lovely fiddle player. He played concertina as well. Yeah, there's um, Daddy when he was a child. And his, and his mother, and his mother, Ellen, Ellen Ryan. And Ellen was an aunt of Sean Ryan, the great fiddle player and composer. Sean Ryan and Daddy were first cousins. So, And there's a picture, you see the man on the, the melodion there? That's Sean Ryan's father, Tommy Ryan. And himself and Dinny O'Brien used to play together. And uh, they used to play at all different gatherings together. And uh, I suppose that's how <coughs> the match was made between Ellen and Dinny. Yeah. So there's Dad and his sister Mary in 1926. The two of them very, very... There's Sean Ryan. So would you like to hear a bit of Sean Ryan? Yeah. Oh gosh, what now? What am I after doing here? Now. Yeah, so Sean had a beautiful, he was a beautiful fiddle player and he was a great composer. So it's just in there, so we'll play it, we'll play it anyway to hear it. Fantastic. And he did, he spent a lot of time around here too. Did a lot of playing around Clare, so he did. Thank you. 
Yeah, he was a great fiddle player, Sean, and a great composer. And that was one of his own compositions, Dash to Portobello, I think his name was, yeah? Yeah. So God be good to him. He was a fantastic musician. There's Dad when he was, I think it was his confirmation. And now there's Paddy Kelly. I spoke about Paddy Kelly, who was the leader of the Akram Slopes Kelly Band and a composer as well, great fiddle player and composer. And there's a visit to Newtown uh, of the Akram Slopes came down to Newtown. There's Dinny O'Brien drinking out of the mug over here, whether it's tea now or portra, I'm not sure. And you see over here on the left, there's my Aunt Mary. She's gone to heaven as well, and there's Dad beside her. See him there, he's a young fellow there. And uh, there's Daddy with the Akram Slopes. Yeah, Paddy Fahey, Paddy Kelly there behind him. So, Dad uh, recorded in Dublin in uh, 1947. And um, that's just a picture of him taken during that time. And um, so these recordings, these are the earliest ones we have. And these are on the album. And um, they're mighty. So I'll just let play them with you for you. And um, he's accompanied on piano by Eileen Lane. Uh, she was a great piano player at that time, and it was her husband, and um, my head is gone blank, I can't remember his name. Frank, uh, no, Frank, isn't it? Frank Stapleton. He formed the I Irish Recording Company in Dublin, and Dad went up to record. He was asking people to go up and record, and he was hoping to get these records over to America and get them, these recordings over and get them released. But they were released in America, but they were never released in Ireland. Wow. So, um, so they're released in Ireland now. Yes, that's good. So uh, this is um, a set of reels, Peter Street and Bunny Case.
So, um, the quality is great, like for a recording that's 75 years old. <laughs> uh, so, we got it all cleaned up. So, that's the earliest recording we have of him. And um, there's just another picture, it's 1953. Uh, he, he, and he, the All Ireland champion there. And himself and Joe Cooley, God be good to the two of them. And then we have this, I hope. Yeah. These were the Columbia records that were released. These were on the CD as well. Released in Ireland in, um, they were recorded in January 1954. And the tunes are um, The Yellow Tinker and The Sally Gardens. Recordings. They were recorded um, by Columbia Records on the night before Dad left from, for America in January 1954. 
And then this should be hopefully the grocer from East Orange, okay. New Jersey. I'll stop it there. He was in he was in uh, America. He'd arrived in America, and of course he met up with musicians for his friends. So he met up with um, uh, Steve Quinn, man from Galway. He played accordion. He was his best man at his wedding. When my mother and father got married in America, Daddy went out to America first, then she travelled out when he got settled with a job and that. And but Steve Quinn and Daddy was they, they formed the New York Kelly Band with Larry Redigan and Paddy Reynolds and yeah. Andy McGann and all the great musicians in New York. Uh, but he was only in America, I think, a few weeks, a month, I think, or a couple of weeks. When this Steve Quinn entered him in what was then the like like the X Factor. You know, <laughs> or America's Got Talent. And this was called the Ted Mack Show. And Daddy was a winner on it. They, they, it was on NBC, National Broadcasting Corporation, which was all, 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 of the, you know, just all over uh, American television. And uh, people used to vote. They'd ring. Of course, they had phones in America. We had nothing here at that time. <laughs> and uh, you're talking 54. This is February 54. So I traced down... Um, <coughs> to get these tapes of, of footage of him. So he's only 32 years of age here, and there's piano players with him. It's crazy stuff. <laughs> I think there's two pianos with him, but it's good crack. He'd only been in the United States, I think, two weeks from Tipperary when he came to us on the amateur hour. Three weeks later, he was a three-time winner. So here he is. Well, I better give you a gong and make it official. Patrick O'Brien. <laughs> You became a three-time winner without even cracking a smile. Do you think you might smile for us once tonight? No, if I think of it, Mr. Mike. If you think of it. All right, if you think of it, you smile. All right, what are you going to play? Uh, cuckoo Hornpipe. The Cuckoo Hornpipe. Patrick O'Brien from Tipperary. Tell us about it. Um, 
Yeah, no, it was it was a big thing, like you know, because you know, because you know, there was all different kinds of uh, acts. You know, there could be um, opera singers or anything. It was all th those kind of acts. You know, it's on, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, so there was every kind, all variety acts, like you know. So it was it was a great thing for someone playing a, a, an accordion. And then, and your man called it in one of the trips. He called it an Irish accordion, like you know, <laughs> made initially. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, as I said, Dad was he was part of the New York Kelly band, and there's Larry Redigan, Michal Redigan, and uh, Felix Dolan there at the oh, back yeah. there, and the two McNiff brothers. They had a school of dancing in New York, so they did a presentation to him when he was leaving America in 1962. So there's. Some of the bridge Cayley band. My grandfather, Dinny O'Brien, um, had a band as well here in Ireland, the bridge Cayley band. And you can see in the centre there is Sean Ryan with the cigarette hanging out of his mouth over <laughs> the fiddle. Beside him is Jimmy Creamer. They're all gone to heaven now, Jimmy Creamer. Behind Jimmy Creamer is Sean Kennedy. Over here, the flute player here on the left hand side, as you're looking at it, is Paddy Joe Maloney, the great flute player. I don't know who the flute player. Michael O'Mara is the other flute player here, and then behind Paddy, Paddy Joe Maloney is Sean Ryan's brother, Tomas Ryan. And I can't see... Oh, Paddy Ryan is still with us, Paddy Ryan from Cool Bond, a great guardian player. Paddy is still alive, and he played with the Tullip End as well, so he did. So I just have a short little clip that I stole off of RTE on this. So of the Bridge Cayley Band, they were recorded in 1959 in Barry's Pub in Newtown by Kira Makmahuna. From that recording in 1959 in Paris, in Utah. Let's see, that's it. there because it's not that loud. So there's Dad and Seamus Connolly. They made a great recording, The Banks of the Shannon, uh, in the 70s. Sorry, it's too loud now. <laughs> yeah. And that's the new restored one as well.
that was a uh, that was a very influential recording. It was done back in I think seventy three, uh, and it was put out by Cole to Secure and it was Charlie Lennon on piano. Seamus Connolly on fiddle and Dad on accordion. And it was called The Banks of the Shannon. And Dad composed a lot of tunes for that. Those were two of his tunes, um, The Ramblin' Sailor and Yahal Key. Yahal Key, yeah. So, look there, Donica. There's our Donica. <laughs> and there's, um, I was very young there. There's Dinny, three generation Dinny and myself and Dad. I was very innocent that time. Still am, still am. So there's, um, I feel that these composers of the generation, like this, that was their generation, uh, Paddy Kelly, but he had been a bit older, he was an older generation than Dad. But these are the people from the 20th century who have had huge influence. Um, and I should have Charlie Lennon in there as well. But uh, this, was, uh, this was done a while ago, this, this slideshow. So you have Paddy Kelly, Paddy Fahey, got be good to him, Ed Reavy, from Cavan, who lived in, in, in Philadelphia all his life, wrote fantastic tunes, and Sean Ryan and Ed. I just put the little collage of them there together. Um, and there's now, I think this is the violin one. And yeah. there's me now, two people very much associated with that part of the country, with the music down there, Paddy O'Brien and Dan Larkin. Paddy, uh, you're teaching a lot of music down there now. Yeah. Quite a bit, yeah. Funny, we always associate you with, with New York and the United States, but you've been home for quite some time. Yeah, I came back in 1962. 62? Yeah. It was the first year I went out there to meet. I think I missed you. You, yeah, you, you were just, we crossed the ocean, I think, right. the other direction. Who were the people there at that time in New York? It was Larry Redigan. Larry Redigan and Andy McGann, Paddy Reynolds, Lana Byrne. All fiddlers, like, you know? Yeah. Charlie Mulvell. Out in Queens. Yeah. Oh, I had great times there, too. Paddy O'Brien is going to play two hornpipes. The first one he composed himself, it's called The Swans on the Lake. Doc Derby, of course. And the uh, McIntyre, like, so. Right, away you go, Paddy.
That's it now. That's the end of the that part of the evening. And uh, I just have to be nice uh, because a lot of people they talk about him, but just to let that she'd know something about him and see him playing, you know, and um, and that she can get the idea of why why the why I did think that the, the, that recordings of him should be out there. And I hope that uh, those of you that get the album will enjoy it. I'd like to thank Matt Purcell and Dara Purcell for making this slideshow possible by bringing the equipment for sound and for the... Oh, no, Jerry provided the sound. <laughs> Jerry? <laughs> I'd really like to thank Jerry for hosting this here this evening. He was a great friend to us all, a great, a great friend to Irish music, Jerry Short is. And, uh, I'm going to... Uh, Close this down here, and we might get. If Matt is Matt back, no, he said he'd move the thing. But we might get. I'd like to call on um, Seamus Bugler, who was a great friend of the O'Briens always. Um, Seamus played with Daddy. He used to come over to Gary Kendy every week, and he used to come over to see Daddy, and he used to come over when Daddy was in his final illness and visit him. So I'd like to call on Seamus to uh, launch the CD. No. That's okay. James is the man who keeps, he's, he's, he's the anchor man here in Shorts. If you want to play tunes, Seamus, that's, it's every Thursday night. For how many years, Seamus? 50. 50. 50 years. Oh. Now. Oh. 52, he says. Oh. Very good. Well, uh, thank you very much, Eileen, because of my speech that has been the full partners put it together, she has it all told you. <laughs> so I, wa I have very little to say about that. When Eileen spoke to me a couple of weeks ago about launching this, I, and the first thing I said to her was that it's an absolute honour to be asked to, to launch a CD of the late great Paddy O'Brien. Uh, she talked there about all the times I came up here. There's a great chance that Probably because of those recordings, I wouldn't be here every Thursday night for the last, I don't know how long, <laughs> because that was the music that had a huge influence in me. Uh, I can remember clearly as if it was only uh, as if it was only yesterday where I first heard the recordings of, of Paddy O'Brien. You heard, you heard them there on the, on the tapes. Uh, it was the... the uh, 1954 recording he'd done before he went to America, and uh, there was a there was a house between Scarif and, and Mount Shannon in, in Mount Shannon actually the house of Mickey Mac, better known as the Yank Mac. Now the Yank Jim there would know him very well, and a lot of people here used to know him. But he uh, he spent his life in in uh, America, and he came back to retire. A lovely man himself and the wife and. Uh, it was a great house for music, but uh, I used to be playing a few tunes in the Melodion and, and, and that, and I was playing with a man called Martin Woods, and we used to call to, to uh, this particular house, House of Mickey's, Mickey Max, and I remember here this big Grundig, spool to spool, tape recorder, and this night we were, he was, he was always recording music, but this particular night he was playing uh, 
lovely accordion music and I was asking him what, what was it. He said that was Paddy O'Brien. That was the first time I ever heard the music of Paddy O'Brien and it happened to be the uh, Yellow Tinker and the Sally Gardens. And uh, I used to be playing the Sally Gardens or I thought I was playing the Sally Gardens before that. But when I heard Paddy O'Brien playing it, I, I had a few more bit of digging to do around it. <laughs> But uh, that was the first time, and it had a huge influence on me, as, as it had, as that recording ha had on uh, many accordion players. And uh, I remember tape. I don't know whether I got the tape off of him, or, or I had an old spool to spool myself. But I got the recording anyway, and I used to be trying to learn it. And w with the spools, when you'd be winding them back and playing them, and winding them back and playing them. The pitch would be gone way up, and to be going like the hammers of hell, and he was trying to trying trying to get a, a triplet or a roll or something like, but not like the, the the lads going around nowadays. The youngsters they have it, they have it handed in a plate. They can slow down and all the rest. But uh, that particular recording, there's about five tracks in it. They're all in this album. But uh, as I said, that had a huge influence on me. But. Getting back to this particular recording, I, I, I've played it a good bit now since Eileen gave it to me, and there's three tracks that was recorded in 47. The, uh, one, two, and three, I think, there. And uh, there's one particular... In all the tracks, you can see the influence that, that uh, Paddy had on future musicians. I suppose the most notable is the, great, the late, great Joe Burke. But... Uh, there's two hornpipes there, Salso and Hornpipe, and what's it, Wayne Hampton? Wayne Hampton, yeah. Yeah. And I remember learning that the first hornpipe there, the Salso, and learning it from the tape of Joe Burke. And you can see clearly the influence that uh, that uh, Petty had on, on, on Joe. And the same for so many recordings. But uh, there was them three of Dini O'Brien, three fabulous recordings of Dini, uh, Paddy's father. And there's one, there's one particular hornpipe there, the smell of the bog. Mm. And you can, you can see where that, the influence is there on, on Joe's recordings. And same goes for all the great recording players down along, down along in, 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 in the road. You could, you could name them all, P.J. Hill and all the great the great accordion players that continued on the BC system, as Eileen has explained to, to you, that was the Petty was the one who started the, the BC system. But um, of course, prior to prior to that, accordion playing wasn't very popular. Accordions weren't very popular at all, actually. People tell me, you know. But uh, Joe Burke tells the story, and I'll tell it to you. You all have it heard, I say anyway, several times. But. It was about this accordion player that died, <laughs> and he hadn't uh, he hadn't enough enough money for the funeral expenses. So uh, some of his friends went around. Uh, they were holding a collection, so they were going around from door to door, and they came to the house of a fiddle player. And uh, whoever was doing the talking anyway, when your man came to the door, they said. We're, we're raising a bit of money to bury an accordion player, they said. So your man smiled anyway, and he put his hand in his pocket, and he took out two shillings, and he says, here's two shillings and bury two of them. <laughs> but uh, that's the way it was. But 
after after uh, Paddy O'Brien started the BC system, the whole thing, he popularised the whole thing and he set the template for all the great accordion players to come in, uh, down the years. But uh, I remember, uh, I always knew about about the, the uh, great composer and, 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 uh, and accordion player, but it was only when I started going to Gary Kennedy that I realised the real the real Paddy O'Brien and the impact he had on on uh, the music there and the music every place. You know the way musicians would be at a, at a session and you might say to somebody to start a particular tune and they don't have to think. And Dan, whom you saw there, Dan Larkin was in his place, but Dan would always say, "We'll go to the Bible." <laughs> and the Bible was a booklet that Paddy compiled for the session in Larkins. And Eileen has that all published there now in, in, in her last book. But uh, and no, matter, no matter what tune, you know the way musicians talk about different settings of tunes are, are uh, you know, such a one played it this way or, or such a, another one played it the other way. Somebody always say, well, Paddy played it this way, <laughs> you know, and that was it. But uh, I think it was, it was Liam O'Connor was telling me one time, they were going to play on this particular tune, and and, and uh, somebody said, "Which way will we play it?" And Paddy said, "We'll play it the right way." <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, anyway, uh, anyway, uh, there's so much that I, I look that I that Eileen has has said there about about. Uh, about Paddy, but what really struck me when I, uh, from the sessions in Gary Kennedy, was the generosity of the man with his music. I mean, so many, there are so many players over there, and they had it all. I often say they had it all handed in a plate. <laughs> you know, they had seriously. Now, I mean, if you, if you ever visited the session at Larkins, which I did for years there, and you know, there were so many. Tunes he had it written out for him and he had it recorded for him and he had the whole lot so and played played with him and that's not to even talk about the teaching that he that he done there so a huge legacy he left and uh, I want to pay a tribute now to Eileen and Donica for putting all that out there for, for for everybody for ourselves and for future generations to come you starting off with the at the banks of the Shannon yeah. She she put that out there, and plus the uh, the 54 recordings that was on a cassette. I have it on a cassette anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there were quarters of that. Quarters of that. Yeah. Then she had the red book. She brought out the red book of 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 uh, a big amount of of uh, not all not all the compositions. 72. 72. Then she brought out the big book with the. Uh, all the all the compositions plus the Bible tunes. Plus the sets. Yeah. Plus the sets. And. And got to got of course remastered, but I think this one now. I think this is the this is the ending of a mall because this is the original of 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 the accordion player as we know it. Mm -hmm. So it's an it, it's a pure credit to you and thanks to Eileen and Donica for thanks, for yes. doing that. So, I actually had a text this morning. I was showing it to yeah. to uh, to. Uh, Island there. I text from Joe Fitzgerald. Joe is is, is a great 
I was a great lover of Paddy's music and, 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 and a great friend of violins. And I actually wrote it out. I think I'll read it for you. Do you? Do you? It's explained to him, Joe is in. Joe is in. Actually, I met him. He's a friend of his up there. Okay. I was talking to him. Yeah. Um, it's worth reading it out because he, he obviously he, he, he was a great, a great lover of Paddy's music and very influenced by him. I shame it. I just. I just seen that you're launching Paddy O'Brien's music in shorts today with Eileen. It breaks my heart that I am not there with you to celebrate the launch. It brings me back to Minogue's in Bodike when you'd say to me, I got that one in Gary Kennedy last week. Out of all the accordion players I have ever heard, I've ever, I have ever heard, he still is my favourite. And to me, he's the man that sowed the seed. I think that's very important. He did sow the seed. He was Finbar's idol, and that says it all. Eileen herself is a credit to him, and her fine fiddle player, teacher, and composer speaks for itself, and it goes on and on. <laughs> anyway, that's enough about that. I think I have enough said. Have I, Eileen? Yeah, you've been launched. So, without further ado, it is officially launched in Fagel. <laughs>